0: Um, sorry. One second. Yankees just won the game on a freak throw that's being challenged. Yeah. Okay. We're good. We won.
1: That was amazing. We <laughs> need to save this for, you know, the,
0: the next errata after that one. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah, I, I usually have it on in the background and I don't really watch, but the closer came in, let two on, got the next two out, and then the catcher threw out the guy on third base to end the inning. All of a sudden, like, he was too far off the bag. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Not a play, not like he was trying to steal home. He was just too far off the bag, and the catcher saw and threw him out. I was like, wait, the game is over? What did I – that's bizarre. Anyway. <laughs> um... Yeah. Sebastian. Um. He just bit me. Not me. He <laughs> likes my toes under the blanket, and so if I, my toes are exposed, he won't attack my feet. But if they're covered up, he like is obsessed with the blanket moving. And oh yeah. I just like yeah. I'm bleeding. He just got me. Ooh, ah, oh, buddy, I, you're not Minxy. You don't bite to harm, but like it still hurts. <laughs> This is just so much errata. Um, I
1: was going to say. You, uh, and you, you know, the, the, your intro to this section is going to have to be, Sebastian is my cat. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's my cat who is going psycho right now. Do you see this? I thought you were sleeping. Yeah, he was sleeping very nicely until we started recording, and now he's gone fucking psycho. Baby. <laughs> So Helen Wong gave an interview. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, what Helen Wong said was, when readers trust that everything is going to be okay in the end, they open their hearts to experience a wider range of emotion because they're not protecting themselves from pain. This is something that's special to the genre.
0: I think I, a couple yeah. of times where we've reviewed books where I've said the thing I didn't like was I realized something was going to happen and I was dreading it. And so, even though I knew the couple was going to end up together, I spent the whole book anticipating this thing I wasn't looking forward to. So, I actually think that makes a lot of sense. I think yes. there is a lot of comfort in not having to steal yourself for a bad outcome.
1: Uh-huh. And uh huh. And I actually remember one of the books that I was so upset with was um, that vampire one we read, earliest 20th century Edwardian one. Yes, Be Mine Tonight. I was really upset with the book because of how in-depth it got with her, like, terminal illness and, like, the death rattle and all that stuff. Because I knew that there was going to be a happy ending. And I was so angry at the author for making me read this, like, really deep, heart-wrenching stuff.
0: Right, but to a degree... Do you think you experienced that differently than you would have if you'd actually been worried she was going to die?
1: I mean, that's a very good question, and I honestly, if I read a book and they were like, "Well, this person's got ter- got a terminal illness," I probably would never have even read it. Yeah, I would have been like, "Nah, I'm fine with not reading a book about someone dying from cancer." Or you read a book and you're like, okay, I don't know how this is going to end up. So you sort of detach yourself from the character.
0: And that's kind of what I'm getting at, because Helen Huang's point, right, is that knowing where you end up Mm -hmm. means you're along for the ride without a sense of anticipation or dread. Yes. And so what did reading her... I know you felt emotionally manipulated, which is why it upset you, but to a degree, like... If you didn't know if she was going to make it or not, would you have been less into the love story?
1: It's true. Maybe, you because you know. would have
0: spent the whole time being like, okay, but am I going to get invested in this and she's going to drop dead?
1: Yeah. You were know, like, okay, he's really sad and devoted at her bedside, but.
0: Whereas instead you got to enjoy the scenes with them falling in love and just had to be like, oh my God, she's dying of cancer some more. She's not actually going to die.
1: Yeah. Because I was like, I know he's going to save her. It's just like, come yep. on, save her the pain. You know <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I think I think it really is fascinating because also thinking back to the number of times I've cried, like reading romance novels. Yeah. Probably higher than the time I've cried reading non-romances, and it's not not just because I read a larger sample <laughs> of romances.
0: That's interesting. I definitely cry more reading non-romances.
1: Mm. Interesting.
0: But. I think that's because the stuff that usually makes me cry isn't super present in romance novels because it's stuff like death.
1: Right. That Well, yeah, that's true. But anyway, I, I thought that was a really interesting insight, something I had never thought of before. But when I read it, it just really rang true to me.
0: Yeah. So... No, that's it's a really interesting quote. And I think it does make you wonder in the same way people like rewatching or rereading stuff when they already know what's going to happen. It is a different journey to reread or to rewatch than to experience something for the first time.
1: Yeah. When I was in high school, I would read this one book over and over. There's this like there's a death, a death happens in this book. And I love that book so much. And I would read it And that part would happen. And I would, like, every time I go into it, I'd be like, God, I know what's going to happen. And I would read it, and I would cry. And it was just, I don't know, I was into it.
0: Well, and there's something useful in that, right? Like, I know what emotion this evokes in me, and I'm in the mood for that.
1: Yeah. Well, and then also, you know, there's, after it's over, there's grieving within people. Recover from the grief, and, you know. Yeah. Anyway. No, it's an interesting point. Uh, I think also be warned for the next Helena Bong book. From what I've heard, it makes you cry, so. Oh, I'm glad that we made it work then because
0: yeah listeners this was really hard for us to set up a time i know <laughs> i know I and I know. it's my fault because i had to go see dev patel in the green night with friends on friday night and it was terrible and it wasn't <gasps> even sexual and i'm so upset <laughs> oh was it bad
1: because i really wanted to see that too
2: it's so bad
1: oh okay. no it even, it Was list. the book more sexual than that whole like skit
0: i mean Look, I'm someone who had like a full-blown sexual awakening in my 20s because of the second half of Lion when Dev Patel, yes, the movie about the sad, tragic, abandoned orphan in India, leave me alone. Dev Patel (laughs) comes up out of the water and he and Rooney Mara do this whole thing with their hands. I don't know. It changed my life. Yes, And so it was, this was just not what I needed or expected.
1: Okay. But was it, was it actually bad or was it just, you didn't like it because there was- No, No,
0: it was bad. It missed the point. So I- This is a total digression. I don't know how into Arthurian lore you guys are. We will be Not because Sarah
2: McLean is coming out with the thing. Yeah. So we will be.
0: But, so, so Gawain and the Green Knight is basically about a guy who accepts a challenge on Christmas Day to fight a, a knight. And the challenge is, wherever you strike me, I can do the same to you a year later. So Gawain chops off this knight's head. And so he's marching to his death the next year, effectively. Because to... the guy didn't die. The oh. guy didn't. He picked, he picked up his hat and rode away. Yeah. Um, so yeah. He's magic. He's magic. Yeah. magic. <laughs> Sorry, so I forget that. But anyway, so the whole point of the Arthurian legend is like Gawain was already this really honorable dude. And he does one dishonorable thing in the whole book. And even in the end, the point is like, you're still really honorable. Keep this as a reminder of the one time you weren't so that you learn from it. Yeah. The book, I mean, the, the movie, he's like a coward the whole time. Mm-hmm. and instead of the, the whole point is like the lord of the manor's wife kisses him and so he kisses the lord because they make a deal about how like he has to give anything he's received in the movie alicia Vikander randomly jacks him off with a magic belt it's bizarre <laughs> <laughs> like, there's, there's no full-blown jizz sequence but you never see him even shirtless it's just it's baffling you guys
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm really glad you told me this because I almost got my husband to take me to that
0: movie this well, I'm glad I've just saved you three hours of bafflement you just <laughs> saved our marriage
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, thank you
0: thank you Karen and I are staring at each other in the movie and are like is that that's clearly cum right
2: <laughs> yes
0: magical cum I love
2: uh, it That's so weird because Gawain is supposed to be like this hero anyway of like a Welsh
0: hero or something. And the whole last 20 minutes are an imagined flash forward to what would happen if he ran away from the Green Knight Mm. and didn't meet the challenge, which like the only time that has ever worked in the history of cinema is the final Twilight film. (laughs) (laughs) Where is the lie?
2: I (laughs) I haven't watched it.
0: Well, you just ruined the twist there, Lindsay. Yes, nice I, I, I have
2: never planned on watching it. It's fine.
0: Uh, greatest comedies of our generation. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. we're, I don't know how we got here, you guys. Oh, that's why I couldn't record Friday night. So, okay. cool.
2: so yeah, it's very interesting because that's what Sarah McLean was saying that you're public, when you do a series and you have a widow, your publisher automatically knows that it's going to be one of the lower selling ones and the most controversial one in the series, which is wild to me. And and then a lot of
1: people like Virgin heroes and heroines. Yeah, it's
2: when it comes to historical. I think I think that's just you know like that's why I said Lisa Kleypas literally did all the tropes that everyone hates and threw it into a book and somehow Ooh, it worked. worked. Then which it somehow it worked. Instant lust. A lot of people don't like that, which I like. And I like. Amnesia. Eh.
1: Widow. Eh. I mean, I um, don't love amnesia, but if you're gonna do amnesia, do it for the one week that you knew the lady. I was like, this is perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's, I'm totally fine <laughs> with right
2: that. Not lot, like the 16 years. be
1: like, oh, you only lost one week,
0: but it's the one week that mattered. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, we can say we don't like amnesia books. We've liked several Yes. like it's one of those tropes that's definitely overdone and when it's done badly is really eye-rolly but at this point it's a trope that i'd say i neither like nor dislike when done yeah. well i like it yeah yeah I, I
2: don't i there's there's not a trope because my trope that i try to stay away from and then i end up hella liking it anyways is friends, friends to lovers <laughs> only because i would never date one of my friends but then some of the best books are friends lovers romancing mr bridgerton like you know like um uh, just like heaven like just yeah just so many of the, the friends the lovers are so good Matthew
0: Swift well that's more, more like yeah. the only trope beyond like the only actual like basis of a book romance trope I don't like which luckily we don't really see in historicals is the accidentally knocked up and making it work yeah hmm. that I have absolutely no interest in but like right. you're not gonna see that in a historical because fun fact if she's accidentally knocked up by the moors of the time he's a bad person yeah, yeah. true <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's that
1: one, the one, my one that I don't like as much is second chance. I don't like second chance romance. Cause oh, I'm maybe, like, if you, if I break up with you, it's like, I'm not, well, I think oh for gosh. you, I, you also don't
0: like marriage and crisis very much. Most of the no, time, No, but
1: that's, it's similar tropes.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's true. Yeah. I, yeah. Marriage and crisis is hard to read too, but I, I think, yeah. Second chance. I think I can't go through the breakup. If mm-hmm. we're we're if we're introduced into the story, um kind of Sarah McLean did it really well with um Day of the Duchess. Like <laughs> I
1: hate that, book so much I cannot yeah. tell you how much I hated that. Book. Yeah.
2: So I I I enjoyed it. But then I love <laughs> the guy, a guy who is vilified and somehow you find a way to make him a hero. Like that's yeah. one of my
1: it, it is interesting because every time I say I don't like Second Chance Romance or Marriage in Crisis, people are like, no, but Day at the Duchess. And I'm like, no, no. no.
0: <laughs> You're not helping my case, you guys. I know. I don't actually know
2: any other one.
0: Me neither. But I like I mean, how- Look, there is, that there's My ended. Beautiful Enemy, which <laughs> sort of
1: Ooh. is- second That's Second
0: Chance Marriage.
1: Sort of. Sort of. Chance, sort of Second Chance Romance. But it's like faded Mates, Second Chance. I love that one.
2: Did you get I know you guys love spies series? Did you want mm-hmm. did you read the Inferno series by Galen Foley? No. There's a second chance romance in there, and that one is I think is really good too.
1: And there was, I was thinking you were thinking A Rogue to Remember, that recent one by Emily Sullivan. Oh. And I did love that one. That yeah. was also second chance, and I did love that one.
2: Yeah. I mean, you have to forgive the guy who went to go save the country, you know? Yeah.
0: It's true. that just I this came up. In an episode, I think that we've recorded but haven't released yet, both of us get really annoyed. Like, our least favorite regularly used plot device is the characters just aren't communicating. Yeah. We're like, come on, if you just talk to her, there's no conflict here. But make him a spy and make him keeping a secret because he's a good spy. And somebody's like, (laughs) oh, yeah, no, he can't tell her. They can't talk. It's totally fine. It's totally (laughs) (laughs) fine. Justified.
2: Yeah, I think when you guys were um, when you did uh, "Hello Stranger," you're
0: like, we love a we love a good guy that has to do bad things. <laughs> I, yes. like, yeah! but, I mean, look, there are two types of heroes: the good guy who does bad things for you, or the bad guy who does good things for yeah. you. And yeah. Meg and I are always going to be into the good guy who does bad things for you. Yeah,
2: there is a low-key confirmed rumor that Marina is in season two. Hmm. and that the guy who plays sir philip is also part of the filming right now so yeah. how how do you guys think that's going to play out i know that lane was like i'm not interested in seeing that <laughs>
0: well i mean it's I mean, not surprising like, right yeah yeah
1: my my question is so i would be happy if marina exited the show some other way than than what is canon because i into a lake and staying in it correct yes that would be what i was not trying to say lane walking
0: into a lake and just sinking oh my god
1: so i'd be happy if, like what if she falls in love with someone else and they like Run she off. abandons her family
2: yeah
1: i actually I, would be really into that
2: yeah i feel like <laughs> Shauna track record though, but maybe it, it will, I don't know.
0: I don't know. I, I, mean, I think I I mean, I'm interested. Bu- yeah, no, go ahead, Lane. I mean, I think the easiest thing is died in childbirth, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah I'm not maybe. interested in Philip and Marina having
0: a love story. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, because she was in love with his brother. Yeah. And I think the only people who write stories where a person falls in love with siblings are people who have never had siblings. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Did I break Wendy? She's <laughs> bad but yeah like I'm serious I'm really disturbed by people who are like well I loved your brother and now I guess I can love you too unless it's like I totally get why in like 1600 times England like you married your spouse's widow or widower because like your nieces and nephews needed a parent and your families were already like supporting each other but I can't imagine so I'm not like saying everyone who has ever married like within their social structure for like communal reasons is yeah. terrible but like yeah. to actually be into siblings you're broken <laughs> yeah. hey, uh, you, you, I told you
2: guys about friends so I can't even imagine siblings like no right
0: so like, I, I'm beyond like the fact that I like Philip and Eloise's book and I'm excited for them to get together and I don't need to see him fall in love with his sad wife who walks into a lake I just like I don't want to watch her be like yeah you're as good as your brother because I'll just be really disturbed
2: yeah, yeah. that's kind of awkward
0: like do
1: you I think- don't know I it would be interesting to see she has the babies and she like leaves them with Philip in the country and she comes to London and like falls in love with someone else
2: yeah do you think they don't even consummate their marriage?
0: correct <laughs> Meg Which works the, the closest cold? thing to a virgin hero she can get. <laughs> yes. yes.
1: yes. I'm hoping that maybe Philip is virgin. Yeah, that'd
0: be great. You never Ooh, know. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: That'd be great. Uh, right? He's so young. He is. He's super young. Hmm. He I mean, was like, why him. did I mention that?
0: <laughs> Meg's, goes Meg, goes back off on a theory tangent. How do we make sure he's a virgin? You know what's even better? If Eloise isn't.
2: Oh, Could yeah, you yeah. get her some
0: Benedict Ooh. sex parties, please?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That'd be great.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, did you guys hear they're doing a Regency era bachelor-esque show?
1: I that, did not hear that. Yeah,
2: was it NBC? ABC. B- Which one, whichever one is the Peacock. And um, they're doing it on their streaming platform. They're going to do, um, they're going to whisk everyone away to an estate. So Lane's favorite at house party. And their dates are going to be like lawn bowling, archery, <laughs> carriage rides, hopefully, palm All right. So
1: you know that I'm like obsessed with The Bachelor and basically dating shows like The Bachelor. Yeah. The, I, I I watched one like this. I think it was like, Who Wants to Marry a Prince or something like that? Oh, Yeah. Mm.
0: Is it the one where I, I want to marry Harry, where they I convinced a bunch Harry. of people that it was Prince Harry, even though he looked nothing like Prince Harry? Oh my I God. think that's what it was. Yeah. I think it was Does who doesn't watch any of these shows. I have a very weird memory for punny titles. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the one
1: I want to marry wanna Harry. Mary. Yeah. Because but I guess- it, it wasn't Regency, but that they had made them do dates like that, like lawn bowling. Yeah. Yeah. So croquet, they said, due cricket, to the. Croquet. <laughs>
2: Okay, yeah. Due to the success of British, and you are going to do a um a regency esque bachelor. Or are they all going to
0: have to like dress up in costumes? I, hope I so. fucking
2: hope so. I, I mean, if I was like, I will come be a ladies maid to one of them hoes. Like, let sign me <laughs> up.
1: <laughs> I will watch this, obviously. <laughs>
2: I will be a ladies' I will, maid. I, I just want to just fine. train ride, like, sign me
1: okay, up. Okay, so it's called Pride and Prejudice, an experiment
0: in romance. There you go. So,
1: yeah, I'll be watching it.
0: <laughs> because, no, I need details, Meg. Is it, like, one guy and a ton of girls, one girl and a ton of guys, equal numbers, and they're competing for each other, like a house party would be? Are there will, secret room keys? Or are they in so trouble they if they speak have, into each
1: other's rooms? They will have one leading lady searching for her duke.
0: Are <laughs> yeah, oh, these the actually man. members of the aristocracy? <laughs> then, I'm not into, then why call it a duke? This is just misleading. It's false yeah. advertising.
1: Yeah. is <laughs> looking many at me like I'm an idiot. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. How many historical romances have we read where the guy his name is Duke, like like the the uh, Wolf Hour wager?
0: Yep. But uh, here's the thing: all of these guys won't be named Duke. No, no.
1: That is too inherently the limiting and in casting. The series will be filmed in a castle in the countryside. Okay. The okay. Leading lady and her suitors will embark on carriage and boat rides. Carriage rides. So cool. Dabble in some archery and even handwrite letters to communicate with each other. And write letters. <laughs> there, there you I go. That's it, a, that is all that we know. That's Leave that's all that exceptthisrose.com knows. <laughs> <laughs> Except